You're listening to the MoneyWeb Now podcast series with Simon Brown. Live streamed every weekday at 6.30 a.m. It's Tuesday, 15 November, European Q3 GDP due later today. I'm Simon Brown, coming at you live and loud from the MoneyWeb studios in Houghton, Johannesburg. On the show today, caregivers, we're going to be talking the telecom update. Ugly. The ShopRite update. Yo, the market did love that. There wasn't a lot of data, but the market loved it. Uh, Charles Savage from Purple Group Results. It shows that these equity remains profitable with strong growth, albeit a lot of moving parts. The show is brought to you by Stanlip. Visit stanlip.com to get in touch with one of their investment specialists. Stanlip Asset Management is an authorized financial services provider. Morning headlines from MoneyWeb. For Brait, everything now hinges on a gym company. This is their announced the listing of Premier Foods. We'll be chatting with them on Friday. All that's left now is Virgin Active once this is listed. Business Day, Amazon reportedly plans to lay off nearly 10,000 workers. This just ahead of their Christmas season, which is typically a time when they pick up extra workers. Morning markets, uh, US was red. S&P down 0.9%, NASDAQ off 1%. Asia's mixed. We got Sydney down 0.2%, Tokyo up 0.2%. Commodities mixed overnight. Gold 1,774, Brent 93.28, uh, Platinum 1,029, which is flat, and Palladium a little higher at 2,030 dollars an ounce. Rand 17.27, Bitcoin 16,800, 10 cent. Yo, 10 cent up 9.6% in Hong Kong lunch break and top 40 opening call for about 850 points to the green that is one and a quarter percent MoneyWeb now on the money also available on podcast. Chatting out with Carl Givers, he's an independent analyst. Carl, appreciate the early morning time. I mentioned there in the intro the, the, the ShopRite update. The, the market loved it. The stock was up, what, 7-odd percent on the, the, the update. I mean, it didn't say a heck of a lot, truthfully. Uh, it just gave some numbers. It's for the quarter ending September. But it was, I mean, it is strong. The numbers are big and the market is loving it. Yeah, good morning, Simon. Yeah, certainly a, a strong update. And, and, you know, we primarily got the, the revenue numbers for the, the quarter and group revenue up 18.6%, um, which is quite a strong number. Obviously, there, there is a, um, a low base because yeah. the prior period on the liquor side uh, was only operating at 50%. And also we had the unrest um, in the general retail um, sector. But, but certainly... Um, you know, if you compare it to, to peers, it, it's gaining market share. Um, I mean, one of the big numbers in there is is the inflation um, that's that's coming through at 8.2%, uh, but they're still getting volume growth and, and new customers. So I think from that point of view, it, it's certainly a, a great uh, update. Um, and if you if you look beyond that, there, there are certainly some um, – some caution in, in the outlook, given that there, there are significantly higher costs in, in just operating. And we've seen it across most companies where you've got these additional costs of, of just keeping stores going. I mean, their load shedding is yeah. costing them 100 million per month. So, you know, that is quite <laughs> significant. 
Yeah, 1.2 billion rand a year just on load shedding. Uh, and, and still, I mean, it, it's a great stock. I mean, it's almost back at the all-time highs from about five years ago. But it's trading on a, what, a 24.5 PE. Telcom was the other side of the coin. The market did not like that update. The stock was off 6%. And Telcom is, I mean, the, the, the MTN deal failed. Now they're apparently talking to rain. But uh, uh, lots of moving parts there. But just, and frankly, not a thrilling update at all. Yeah, not, not exciting at all. I mean, all the telcos have been under under pressure. Vodacom had a similar, mm-hmm. um, you know, also down. I think five or six percent on on their update. But, but yeah, from a telecom point of view, um, the the first half trading statement uh, headline earnings per share expected to to be down forty five to fifty five percent, which brings it to just around one rand thirty to to around one rand sixty. Um, they did have some reasons for it. You know, the shift to to postpaid. Which which defers some revenue, and also the mobile component becoming uh, a bigger portion of their mix, which which mm. caused upfront cost of handsets. Um, and then they've got a similar story to Shoprite in terms of uh, maintenance costing more, you know, energy backup um, from load shedding. But but overall, yeah, a pretty pretty weak uh, trading update. Um, and one would expect cash flows to to be constrained as they try and gain more market share in the postpaid market, um, which will, you know, continue putting pressure on, on the dividend. Um, so the market, yeah, I'm not, not excited about that. The share price down from 48 uh, not too long ago to 33 right now. So quite a big uh, decline there. Yeah, you mentioned Vodacom also and, and, and the pressure. Of course, they had the six months numbers. Uh, MTN's been bouncing it, but do you, do you have a preference in, in the telco space, MTN, Vodacom, Telcom, um, or, 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 or rather none? Um, yeah, I'd probably, I'd probably pick uh, sorry, MTN out of the, out of the lot. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's been under pressure, um, but I think longer term, you know, they do have some risk in in Nigeria, but I think sure. um, they they probably t- a bit more exciting than than a Vodacom. Yeah, take your point. And the Nigerian risk is, I think, well known. And of course, the, the the key thing is perhaps it's been managed better. There was a time when you felt yeah. that, that they really weren't managing Nigeria well. Uh, Give is independent analyst. Appreciate the early morning insights. Your money gives a damn. If it could protest and sign petitions, your money would. But your money can do more than that. When you invest in Stanlib's Infrastructure Investment Fund, beyond getting solid returns, you are helping to build a more sustainable future through job creation and positive economic growth. Damn right you are. Invest for more impact at stanlib.com forward slash more. Stanlib Asset Management is an authorized financial services provider. MoneyWeb now on the money. Also available on podcast. Chatting now with uh, Charles Savage, CEO of Purple Group. Disclaimer up front, I hold shares in Purple. Results for year end August saw revenue up 33.8%, uh, profit before fair value adjustments and tax up 52.2%. Headline earnings, however, down 743 And active clients up just over 50% at just over 763000 Charles, morning. Appreciate the early morning time. A, a, an important year, perhaps, for Purple for a number of reasons. One of them, sort of first bear market um, for, for your clients and I got to say with respect they, they held on fairly well we've lost Charles we'll get him back quickly back on, on the line but it has been since 2014 uh, this was the first time that we've actually seen 
a bear market since uh, Easy Equities first came on. And it's always going to be, I suppose, curious as to how clients will respond, uh, how it's going to sort of, you know, impact them. Are they, are they going to flee? Uh, Charles, I was saying your first bear market, not for you, you've been around a bit longer, first bear market for Easy Equities since starting in 2014. And on the data, uh, the, clients, the clients did good. Yeah, they did a great job. I mean, if you, you think about, we haven't had a, a recession or a kind of bear market since we launched Easy Equities. So this is the first real test of this customer cohort in terms of their resilience in tough markets. And they pitched up and they kept adding money to their investments. And we onboarded as many customers in the last 12 months as we in the previous 12 months. So very proud about their resilience and persistency towards investing goals. And, and, and what struck me, uh, the, 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 the return for your average client was, was down in the previous year. But they gave a positive return, which is staggering because, I mean, the market is down. And I, I'm, I'm fairly sure most uh, professional fund managers have not done a, 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 a positive returns. And it shows that you know, private investors can do it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, this is this has been a theme for the entire eight years that we've been around, is that these private investors are, find themselves in the top kind of quartile of professional investors, and if not even higher. Mm. So these guys are doing exceptionally well with their money. Um, and it comes out of the, the simple fact that about 60% of their assets sit in ETFs are well diversified, and then they're taking high conviction investments into 10 or 20 stocks where that they've you know got an affinity or relationship or an understanding of. Yeah, uh, that pretty much exp- exp- describes my portfolio. I mentioned up front that revenue was up, but profits or HEPs was down. You, you, the, a lot of moving parts in the results, and, and you've been buying or, or, or increasing stakes, Easy Property, uh, EC10, Rise, almost in a sense a bit of a, of, a, of a consolidation of the businesses where you had stakes and now upping those stakes into it. Yeah, I mean, you know, it was a busy year. You know, we're a small group, which I don't think people uh, give us credit for. You know, there were there were less than 150 of us, and we did four acquisitions. So we 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 consolidated, as you say, all of the subsidiaries. Plus, we bought um, Cloud Atlas, so that we we've got mm-hmm. ambitions to enter the active space. We we still onboarded 250,000 customers, and that you know that that creates quite a lot of work for the team. Um, and we opened up an office in the Philippines to prepare for a Southeast Asia launch. So, yeah, the numbers, we spend a lot of time on these financials to try and unpack all of the moving parts of the business and and specifically to give clear, transparent access to the value drivers in the group so that people could come to their own conclusions easily about what they think the future looks like. You know, we're obviously super excited about the future and we think this was a, a great year in the context of, you know, global financial markets mm-hmm. um, and we're set up for a wonderful 2023. And you mentioned, I mean, you mentioned cohorts up front and cohorts is essentially, so you would bucket people into the year that they arrived. So the people who signed up in 2014 and then 2015 and then you can track them over their their journey through Easy Equities and, and it, it helps you understand what, what, for example, the cohorts of 2020 and 2021 are. And, and the short answer is, is that as they spend longer in easy equities, the clients get more confident, they get better at it, their portfolios grow, and, and you make better profits off them. That's exactly right. And, you know, it all comes down to the fact that at the start of your journey, you know less. And, mm-hmm. you know, as you grow your confidence, so your assets grow. If you think about the age group of our customers as well, they're starting at an age of around 25. So, you know, their earnings potential is also increasing very fast. And so you, you would imagine that if you only at 25 managed to put away 10,000 Rand, by the time you get to 32, seven years later, you're probably putting away 20 or 30,000 Rand a year. So there's a whole lot of factors at play around these customer cohorts. But I think the most significant insight is all of them turned profitable in either year two or year three. 
And, you know, the real magic is we've got 500,000 customers that onboarded in the last two years that are not yet profitable. And if you look at the customer cohorts, the minimum level of profit that we've achieved per customer cohort is 200 Rand per customer per year. Mm-hmm. So we've got, a, you know, we've got an opportunity to convert these 500,000 customers into profitable customers over the next few years. And we're doing it in two ways. One is obviously they're increasing their contributions every year, but two, we're increasing the number of products and services. So that'll help drive ARPU. And then the second factor is we're constantly bringing down the cost to serve this customer group. And as we do, it becomes easier for us to achieve profits, but it also makes all of our customer cohorts more profitable. So, you know, I'm really looking forward to, if you like, proving the market wrong on this customer cohort group and and making a profit out of them in the next two years. And back of a matchbox number there as you're talking, I mean, those half a million folks, if they're 200 rand a person, that's 100 million coming into your revenue in, 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 in the next year or so. 100 million in profits. Sorry, you know, profits, my uh, bad. Profits, profits, that's quite important. Yeah, and, and, you know, that's a really conservative estimate because, as I said, that's mm. our least profitable customer cohort. So, you know, over the next two years, I'm pretty confident we'll get to those kind of levels of profitability from those customers. But really excited about two new products that we're launching in the next six months, being Easy Credit, which is securitized credit against your portfolio, and then Easy Protect Life, which is life insurance built for investors. And, you know, Simon, as you'll know, those are much higher margin products, and so they will – considerably add to our ARPU and profitability. And, and that is very much, and, and we've talked about this, and you've made no bones that this is the, 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 the strategy here. I mean, part of it is, you know, you, you added Capitec a while ago, you've brought in Discovery and, and, and Telcom and others in, in, in this year, but it's rolling out that, 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 that suite of offerings to now your 763,000 active clients. Yeah, exactly. And it's about delivering products that they ask us for, not ones that we design in boardrooms. And fundamentally, fundamentally, it's about achieving two things. One is putting products in front of our customers that help them create wealth. And then the other side of the coin is what products can we put in front of them that help them protect their wealth. And the runway for products and services is enormous. I mean, we, we, you know, we've only uh, delved in investment services. There's just so much more for us to do in the years ahead. You, you mentioned cost per client. That, that's been edging down uh, down at, a, at, at 173. Uh, part of that, I imagine, is economics of scale. I suppose part of it as well is, truthfully, you and your, 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 your team just getting, getting smarter at it. Does that number keep on coming down? Yeah, I mean, last year was our worst year in terms of coming down. It only went down 16%. In previous years, we've come down on average around 25%. But this year, we, we made a couple of significant investments, uh, which are in that cost base that didn't provide an re- economic return. One was setting up the Philippines office, which is now 15 people. Mm-hmm. And then all of the all of the infrastructure to support our entry to Southeast Asia. So that's hosting and servers and all of that stuff. The second one is we started to build these two new product sets, which you know takes time, okay. money, and, yeah, yeah. and effort from the team. And the third one is we anticipate on onboarding a significant amount of customers very quickly in the Philippines. And because of that, we've created to create excess capacity in our systems, sort of waiting for customers to arrive, uh, which is outside of the ordinary capacity because we really are, our partner in the Philippines is very significant and we are, we're pretty confident that we'll onboard at least 150,000 customers close to launch date when we launch that partnership. Do you have an ETF for the launch date? I know you put out a sense and you were you, you said that you didn't want to give too much detail. It's sort of an idea of when that will be going live. Yeah, I mean, we're waiting for regulatory approval of our ah. acquisition of Cloud Atlas. Um, and so they meet, I think they meet once a month to do the approval. So in November, hopefully we'll get the approvals. And if we do, 
it'll take us about two months to launch our first ETF post the approval. My gut feel is we're not going to get the approval this year. It's probably going to be early next year and then two months later. So first quarter of next year, uh, we'll be launching with our first easy ETF, which will be an active portfolio. And and Philippines, uh, a go-live date for that? Yeah, again, interestingly, also waiting regulatory <laughs> approval. Um, you know, it's you just how long is it a piece of string? We've had three regulatory meetings um, and we've, we're lining up for the fourth one. Um, I think you know, the team underestimated the regulatory oversight, which is, you know, okay. means that we face delays. But having said that, you know, we love a, a regulator that engages and ensures that everything's in place. So once we go live, you know, that's a tick in the box and we'll be ready to go. So I, I don't know. It could be any week, mm-hmm. uh, but at the same time, <laughs> it could be in a few months' time. So, you know, I think worst case scenario, it'll be first quarter of next year. Uh, but uh, but we're still quite positive about a launch this year, and we'll get give feedback to the market in the next couple of weeks if that's going to happen. Yeah, and I take your point. Regulators are important. We need to engage them, and it's good when they engage us. GT two four seven, which sort of w- was the, the 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 core of of Purple for a long time, and then of course when Easy Equities came along, fundamental ground change. GT made 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 a profit this year, made a good profit, uh, but that profit is is volatile. Does, does it get to a point where where it's almost consistently prof- profitable because it is very much swings and roundabouts. Yeah, it's like having a binary option in the group um, <laughs> and, you know, it's either zero or one. Um, but it is like that. It's If you look at it historically, what's interesting about it, Simon, is that it produces, out of 10 years, it produces seven good years and then three average or poor years. And, mm-hmm. the, and it's done that now. You know, it's, you know, it's 22 years old, so quite a long history of profitability. So, you know, that's what you can expect from it. You can expect seven out of 10 years that will look like last year and then three out of 10 years where it's poor. And really, it suffers in market conditions where everything's just trending quietly away. Yeah. And so it really does benefit from markets that are more volatile and, and swings both ways. Uh, and if you look at the last 12 months, that's exactly what we've had. You know, uh, Whereas the previous year where it performed poorly was one of those trending up markets you know, everything went in the same direction, no real action for traders. So, you know, volatility, big driver for economic uh, improvement in GD247. And, you know, typically seven out of 10 years are good ones. Yeah, I suppose seven out of 10 isn't bad. Uh, I, I, would, I thought it was close to five out of five, five out of 10, but seven out of 10 means overall over that period, you're actually making some profit. We'll leave it out there. That's Charles Savage, CEO of Purple Group, uh, chatting on their results. And that's our poll today on our LinkedIn and Twitter. Uh, what did you think of the results? Are you holding the, the, the Purple shares? Have your vote, have your say, LinkedIn and Twitter. Hear that? Nothing. Your money can do more when it blocks out the noise, as hard as it is these days. When you invest in the Standler Balanced Cautious Fund, we manage the risks so that you can see stable inflation-beating returns through market cycles. Invest with more certainty at stanlib.com forward slash more. Stanlib is an authorized financial services provider and a registered manager. MoneyWeb now. On the money. That's it for today. We're chatting with Steve Benny yesterday, CEO of SAPI, on their result. I mean, I started the interview by saying to him, you know, for 20 years, debt has been a problem with SAPI. Um, and for the first time in those 20 years, debt is well, at its lowest level, just over, what, $1.1 billion. They want to get it a little bit lower. And over the last decade, really, it has been a case of Mondi has been by about 3x the better performer. The question we asked you was, you know, is it Mondi, is it SAPI? Which do you think of for the 
the win. A third of you were saying, yep, sappy for the win, or another third of you were saying, actually, neither for you. The rest were split fairly evenly between Mondi or buying a bit of both. But certainly, sappy, this perhaps might be, I don't want to say one of the big turnarounds, but a stock that has been off the radar because of just the debt and inability to consistently produce profits. Perhaps for the first time in a very long time, that is changing. Have your vote, have your say, Twitter and LinkedIn. This show is brought to you by Stanlib. Visit stanlib.com to get in touch with one of their investment specialists. Stanlib Asset Management is an authorized financial services provider. We're live every weekday morning. The MoneyWeb website's in the app, 6.30 a.m. podcast, just after 7. Thanks to my team, Eddie Nobochle, Nicole, to you for listening, my guests for their early morning. My name is Simon Brown. This is MoneyWeb Now. We'll chat again tomorrow. You've been listening to another MoneyWeb Now podcast, posted every weekday at 7 a.m. on moneyweb.co.za. MoneyWeb Now, on the money.